0: And that's the way it is in our Christian life. We got to have some discipline to do what God's called us to do. My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Now, today's message is part two from last week, From Tears to a Testimony. Now, some of you are going through a very hard time, and you just don't understand what you're going through. Well, I can tell you right now, there are four steps to victory as a Christian, We're all at some point going to go through pain because life is hard. We live in a fallen world. We're all going to go through the process. We don't like the process, but at some point you'll be processed. Because see, that process is going to show you your purpose, what God has for you. And after you know your purpose, That's when God can promote you. So many of you right now, you're only in the middle of pain. You're only in the middle of process. But promotion is on the way. Be blessed by this message. So we're going to talk about a a literal race that an athlete goes through and our Christian race that we're in. Okay, y'all ready? Is there anybody that can get down and can get back up? You know, like the get ready, get set, go. I'm afraid we'll get with that get ready, and we won't get going. Anyway, that life alert. Help me, I can't get up. First Corinthians nine twenty four through twenty seven. Do you not know that those who run in a race all run, but one receives the prize? Run in such a way that you may obtain it, and everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown, but we for an imperishable crown. Therefore I run this, not with uncertainty, thus I fight, not as one who beats the air, but I discipline. you say discipline my body and bring it to subjection, least when I have preached to others, I myself may become disqualified. That sounds like losing your testimony there, doesn't it? But when you think about this race and you say, get ready, there's pain and there's process that you go through. And as a Christian, we've got to be disciplined. That's what disciple means. Now, I'm not talking about food today. Y'all can say praise God for that. But I'm talking about discipline, spending time with Jesus. Because see, the thing is, we live in these fleshly bodies, and our bodies want to do what our bodies want to do. And you can tell if you've been feeding the flesh or if you've been feeding the spirit. Because the flesh wants to tell people off. The flesh wants to fight. The flesh wants to give people a piece of your mind. But the spirit says, love and peace and joy and trust in me. But it's like a, I've heard it said two dogs fighting and the one that you feed the most is the one that wins. And it's easy to see the world that we're living in now. A lot of people are feeding their flesh more than their spirit, because we want what we want. It's my right. It's his right. We're here to serve Jesus. Amen. So this is the time that we go through pain is in the get ready. See, this is a time of testing. This is a time of testing to see how faithful you're going to be. You know, there's a lot of people. Can you be a person of your word until something better comes along? Boy, it gets quiet when you say that. There's a lot of people that you can't count on. They're waiting for double portion blessings and they're not even faithful in what they're doing now. Tell them to bring a casserole and they don't even show up. we got to be people of our word. Faithful in the small things. We want a great harvest and we're not even taking care and doing what we're doing to the best of our ability. The get ready. The testing to say, can I still worship Jesus when my prayers are not answered the way I thought? Can I still worship Jesus when my family, I'm having issues in my family? Can you still worship Jesus if you lost your job? Can you still pray for the sick when you feel like you don't, you're sick yourself? Can you still show up to sing when your body's physically ill? It's a time of testing. A time of pain, a time of endurance. But what it does, it makes us all stronger when we go through the get ready of life. See, so many times people take this time and they get mad at other people because they don't believe like us. We get mad at other people. We get mad at God. We get mad at ourselves. There's a lot of angry people in the world today because there's a lot of pain in the world. But we as Christians has got to get past the get ready. Because God's got a mighty work for us to do. A time of testing. A time that we go through the process. A time that we go through pain and we don't understand. A time that, see a lot of people make excuses. Well, I would do this, but I don't have time. I would have prayed for that person, but... I got busy. I knew the Lord was telling me to call that person, but I just got busy. we got to quit making excuses. Because if something is a priority in our lives, we're going to find time to do it. And if not, we're going to make an excuse. We are living in a time where the excuses have got to be over. Jesus is coming soon people need Jesus. This world needs hope. And the only hope they have is Jesus. And I believe this year, the light of Jesus is going to shine in this dark world like never before. And people are going to understand we got two choices. Jesus or Jesus. And when the light shines, the darkness has got to flee. But y'all, we in the church has got to let our light shine. We're hiding it. we got to have revival fire that's going to bring people in. Hey, it's the presence of the Lord that's going to bring this end-time revival. It's not entertainment. It's the presence of the Lord. It's revival fire. It starts with us to say, look, i got to have the fire of God in my life. Yeah. But we allow so many things to come in and put that fire and that passion out for Jesus. Little by little, Linda called me a firebug. I like that, I think that's a compliment. I want to be a firebug wherever I go. Look at her, she's starting a little fire, revival fire here, she's starting a little revival fire there. Let it burn for Jesus. Do y'all know people follow a fire truck? Have y'all ever seen that in a, in a community? Where's the fire? I see a fire. They don't follow no ice truck. They're looking for people that are on fire for Jesus. And do you know more new Christians bring people to Jesus than anybody else? Why? Because they're excited. They're on fire for Jesus. They had not been around too long to know all the religious terminology and the judging and everything that goes on. All they know is they know Jesus. They know their life has changed. And they are excited. And they bring more people to Jesus. Lord, give us that passion for you again. All right, we get past the get ready. We get past the pain. We've gone through the process. And the next part of the race is to get set. Get ready, get set. They're focused on the finish line. They're not looking to their left. And they're not looking to the right. And see, when you've gone through pain and process... It will let you know what your purpose is supposed to be. Because if you've never been through pain, how are you going to know what your purpose is? You've got a purpose. God wants to use you. And I'm going to tell you just a little bit of testimony of some things that uh, I went through some physical sickness in my body. See, a lot of ministers don't want to tell you they ever go through anything. But they do. Because they're in a and the enemy is after leaders, so lift up your pastors and those in ministry for sure. But I had a very low hemoglobin, and at the last conference that we had here in Laurel, they prayed for me. I mean, I felt warm hands praying for me, and I was healed. I know the Lord healed me. I felt so much better, and I could walk, and I had energy. But I said, then you go to doctors and appointments. They get your money, they get your time. I thank God for medicine, and I thank God for doctors. But one thing I've learned is Jesus, are Jesus. Because remember the days when we had the little uh, community doctors? They treated everything. You'd go, and they would deliver babies. They'd take your tonsils out. <laughs> you know, whatever. If you had a cold or the flu, they treated it. But now everything is a specialist. And another doctor and another test and more money and more money. So after a while, you just got to say, hey, Lord, I got the point. It's Jesus or Jesus. I've been preaching that for a long time. But see, it allowed me to see what other people are going through. So many people don't have insurance. So many people are suffering at home. So many people feel hopeless because they go to every doctor. I said it's almost like the lady with the uh, issue of blood was prophetic because she'd been to every doctor, but she got worse, and they couldn't find out what was wrong with her. But when she touched Jesus, she was healed and made whole. So that, and as I went through this experience, it gives me more compassion for those that are hurting. Because if you've never been through pain, you can't have compassion. And as I was praying for myself one day, and I just felt my hands get warm, and I felt like the Lord said, the anointing to heal will intensify because of what you've been through. And I believe revival fire is intensifying this year. Healings and miracles and deliverance is intensifying because God is ready to show his power. See, he doesn't change. <clears throat> Our faith gets rattled, but he doesn't change. And I believe we're going to see more miracles, signs, and wonders, and he's going to use all of you, and you watch him by television. Hey, if you've been through a divorce, minister to those who have been through a divorce. If you've been in bondage or addictions or sick, minister to those people. Let God use you for the pain that you went through. Then the next step, get ready, get set, go. (laughs) Go. And those athletes are focused on the finish line. They're not looking to the left or the right. They're not worried about, hmm, I don't like your outfit. I think your outfit's a little different than mine. No distractions. Because what would happen if they started looking at other people instead of focusing straight ahead? They'd fall and get run over. And see, that's what happened, I think, to so many people. We got our eyes. We were focused. But then we were focused on Jesus. But then we started looking to our right, politics. We started looking to our left, pandemic, Then we started judging each other. You've had the shot. You hadn't had the shot. And all of a sudden, we're wishy. We're looking at the media, and we're not focused on Jesus. And what has happened, instead of holding each other's arms up and praying and encouraging each other like the body of Christ is supposed to do, we spend our time judging each other. Lord, forgive us all. But once we get that eyes, this year, it's Jesus. Jesus, I got a race. I'm going to win. I'm going to heaven. But not only that, I'm going to take people with me. I'm going to fulfill the call of God on my life. I know you got a purpose. I know you got a plan. Satan, you will not distract me with sickness. You will not distract me with problems. You will not distract me. I have one purpose, and that is to finish doing what Jesus has called me to do. Stay focused on Jesus. It's not in our government. It's not in medications. Thank God for all of it. But Jesus is our hope. He is our hope. But see, so many people, you've been through the pain. You've been through the process. You know the purpose. And you're stuck on go. The Lord's saying, go. 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 Come on, go. You're stuck on go. You know, you can have a beautiful brand new car and it could be full of gasoline, but until you put the key in the ignition, you're not going anywhere. That's right. So, what the Lord is saying, I've been telling you what to do. But see, we start making excuses. I'm going to pray about it. You've been praying about this for two years. And the Lord's saying, Go. He says to go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. And see, we'll say, Go ye, but not me. Now, I'm not telling you to go to a foreign country, but you got your own world to reach. It may be your family, it may be your friends, your neighbors. And they're waiting on you to do what God told you to do. But see, we stay on go because we allow fear to come in. Well, I'm not really qualified to do that. Well, I'm not smart enough. What if they laugh at me? What if I lay hands on somebody, lay hands on the sick and they die or get worse? But what if they get healed? God may use you in somebody's miracle, but you letting fear keep you in your comfort zone. And I tell you, fear is destroying Christianity right now. And we got to quit bowing to the spirit of fear. It has become an idol in our lives. The enemy has used this pandemic to put a spirit of fear that is grounded in the body of Christ. But we are living in a time, it's going to be one variant. It's going to be something else. It's going to be something else. And as long as you're bowing down to fear, you'll never do anything for the kingdom of God. Jesus did not give us a spirit of fear. Yes, this virus is to be taken serious. But folks in the early church, they had their heads cut off. They were thrown in lion's dens. They knew what it was like to have pain. And if we allow this fear to keep us grounded, the enemy wins. But I can tell you, there's a remnant that's rising. That we see what the enemy's doing. That we're going to come out of this stronger, more powerful, more anointed. Because intensify, Lord. Intensify our walk with you. I'm just tired of the devil myself. I'm tired of seeing what he's doing to families and the body of Christ. So we've got to finish what God has called us to do. And see, when that runner takes off, their one goal is the trophy that they're going to win. Only one winner. And it's not a participation trophy. See, a lot of you watching this show, you may have been to church your whole life. You were wagged to every church service. And you may know religion, but you don't know Jesus. And you think you're going to get to heaven on the faith of your grandmother or of your mother. But it doesn't happen that way. It's about your personal relationship with Jesus. See, some of you are always relying on, well, I know I can call mama for prayer. And we do need to pray. And I know that I can call my friends to prayer, but what happens when you're all alone? You better know how to speak to your body. You need to know how to pray for your body. You need to know how to pray and have that relationship with Jesus. Finishing this race a winner. And that is doing what Jesus has called you to do and not comparing yourself to somebody else. God didn't call me to be a singer. who's that said that's right (laughs) (laughs) praise God hallelujah (laughs) but I've got to do what he called me to do to the best of my ability and that's all he wants out of any of us so don't waste your pain by being mad at God mad at other people there's so many angry people in the world today the church don't need to be a part of that don't need to waste your time regretting. Yeah, we all make mistakes and we all have regrets. But that's what the blood of Jesus is for. His mercy and his grace is new every day. Because see, victory belongs to us. And so many people say, well, I'm going to be happy in heaven. Well, you're going to be miserable here till you learn to walk in victory because there's a lot of people want enough of Jesus to go to heaven but they don't want enough of Jesus to live in victory here because it cost them something you know it costs you something to walk in the anointing of God you know as soon as I made the announcement that we were starting a healing tour this year that's when the enemy attacked my body why when you walk in the anointing the enemy doesn't like it so it's going to cost you something But are you willing to pay the price? It's worth it, amen, to take people. So victory belongs to us. And some of y'all just need to go ahead and rehearse your victory dance. And do we have any dancers in the room? Y'all know us white folks can't dance. We can't even clap right. Have y'all ever seen a group of people Try, you praise and worship leaders can say that. Some of us are clapping on this, and others are clapping on that. And, and boy, when we start swaying, some are swaying this way, and some are swaying that way, and some of you ain't got to sway at all. <laughs> but you know when a football player goes across the finish, is it a touchdown, not a finish? Yeah, it is a finish line. Yeah. You tell me how much I know about sports, a touchdown. Touchdown Alabama. <laughs> But anyway, they have their victory dance. Boy, they got that football, and you can tell they have prepared. So some of y'all just need to go ahead and rehearse your victory dance. (laughs) Devil, you thought you had me, but look, here I come. Start rehearsing your victory dance, because Jesus can turn your pain into praise and your tears into into a testimony. Don't waste your pain. This too shall pass. Whatever it is, it's gonna pass, and better days are ahead. Y'all receive this word. I pray this message bless you, and I encourage all of you. Life is hard. Bad things happen to good people, but don't waste your pain. There's too many people that they waste their pain by being mad at people, being mad at God, being mad at themselves. You know, people. some people are just mad at the world. And you don't need to be that way because your pain has a purpose. And that purpose is to share more Jesus with more people because people need to hear your testimony of what God brought you through because it brings hope to them. Now, if you're watching this program, And you're dealing with pain. I want to pray with you right now. We are living in a time now when there are so many hurting people. Many of you need physical healing in your body. Many of you are facing depressed, depression or discouragement, loss of family members. I mean, we can go on and on, but I want you to know that Jesus is near to the broken heart, broken hearted. And that's you. And he, he sees those tears and he knows the pain that you're going through. So I want to pray with you right now. Lord, I lift up everyone that is watching this program, that they're going through some pain right now. Maybe they've got pain in their bodies. Maybe they're discouraged. But Lord, I send the word of God into their bodies. And I command bodies to be healed from the top of their heads to the soles of their feet. I rebuke pain. Satan, I bind you in any evil force that is coming against these people, and I loose the healing, power of God, the deliverance of God, and the peace of God on each and every one. I believe the Lord touched you right where you are. And send us some praise reports. I love to see what God's doing in your life. Now, if you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, we do have a 1-800 number call that number right now. If we don't pick up right away, you leave a message and we'll call you right back because that's the most important decision that you'll ever make. Now I can't go off the air today without thanking our partners. We love and appreciate you and we could use your help because television is expensive. But this is not, this is a team. If you partner with us, we are a team. And it's all about us sharing Jesus with a hurting world. And this world needs Jesus, and we could use your help. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. Don't you dare miss it. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. andrew hancock and i want to thank you so much for tuning in to our broadcast many of you that are watching this broadcast you feel like you're at the end of your rope you've got some impossible situations but i got some good news you have hope in jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working god of now I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all.